You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in to our midweek service today. I'm so grateful that you made it out. Before we get started, um, we are going to go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Let's go ahead and pray. God, thank you so much for this time to pray as we get ready to uh, discuss about spiritual gratitude. God, I pray that our art, our hearts are open this evening. Um, I pray, Father, that you will allow us to hear from your spirit what it is that you want us to hear today. Thank you so much for all those that tune in. And I pray that you will bless them in an incredible way this evening. Father, we love you. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, thanks so much for uh, making your way out to our midweek service uh, this evening. Um, the, the topic of today's midweek is entitled Spiritual Gratitude. Okay, But before we talk more about spiritual gratitude, I want to ask you a question. Do you find it difficult to have gratitude? Again, do you find it difficult to have gratitude? You know, this is a famous um, show that they aired in the 90s, The Simpsons, one of my favorite shows that showed on Fox 13. Um, and for you guys that were born or around in the in the 90s, you, you probably seen this show plenty of times it be aired. And one of the funny things about Homer was that he would get easily irritated by anything like anything will set this man off it seems like he was constantly reacting and you know don't we feel like that sometimes like don't we feel like man like with everything that's been going on in the world uh with you know stuff that's happening in ukraine this covid um our lives um uh, racial tensions uh it can make us feel like what we see here on the screen like homer like we just want to put our fists up in the air and scream and yell i know i feel like that sometimes like i'm you know i'm irritated or frustrated with life and i just want to scream you know for our single brothers and sisters out there you know do you feel like this sometimes where you're like man like all i want to do is just really be taken out on a date or i want to be able to encourage somebody but you know with covid and all that's been happening man like I haven't been out on a date in maybe a week or a couple weeks or a month or even a year, right? We could be frustrated with that. Um, for our married brothers and sisters out there, right? You find yourself getting irritated by your spouse because they did something to you that you didn't like, right? We all have been here before, right? So again, do you find it difficult to have gratitude, and so we're going to be talking about what gratitude is. And I hope that today's lesson will just help us to walk away understanding and having a little bit more gratitude. So what is gratitude? All right. So gratitude in the modern Hebrew is akarat hatov, which means to acknowledge or to admit to recognize the good. That's probably my favorite definition, to recognize the good. In the ancient Hebrew, it's yada or todai. And 
the 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 Hebrew they they don't have a word for gratitude, and so we get the word yada or tada, and it means to give thanks or to praise, to confess or to omit. And the the Hebrew is so awesome because every word has meaning in, in their culture, right? So as you're reading the Hebrew, it wasn't like you're just reading a book. Like every little word has some type of meaning. And for example, like if you take the word yada, right, um, and you break it down in its more simpler form, you get um, yud, let, and he. So the first letter yud is a hand or a arm and as you see in the picture here there's like a little arm or a little hand um you get the you know the second letter is delet so you get like an entrance um as it symbolized there um a door or pathway or entrance and then the last letter is he which is means to look reveal or behold but the picture is kind of interesting because it looks like a guy with his hands up kind of praising and so what you get is a is a, a broader picture of what the word gratitude means. And if you look and you um, you put all of that together, this is what you get. You get a figurative picture of what comes from the hand. We are in a sense pointing back to God and revealing what God has done. We are giving God the due credit for what has been given. And I love how the modern version of gratitude means to recognize the good, which means we actually have to be looking out for what is good. And we have to be aware. We have to we have to be sensing around us what, you know, what is good around me that I can recognize. But the inverse is also true as well. If we aren't aware and we aren't recognizing the good, then how can we truly be grateful? So we have to be aware. We have to be recognizing what is good in front of us, around us, for us to be grateful people. And so next, I want to share some scriptures on the word yada, which is giving thanks. And in Psalms 136, verse 1, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. In Psalms 100, verse 4, it said, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. In Psalms 95, verse 2, it says, Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And, you know, really this encompasses what it means to Yadah God. We, we give thanks to God. We praise him. We extol him. We, 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 we sing music to him because we're grateful for the good that he has done in our lives. And at this time, I just want to share about um, some people that I am truly grateful for and, and just recognize the good of what God has given me in my life. And so these are some spiritual giants in my life. Um, and, and trust me, this list is definitely not exhaustive. Um, I, I mean, I probably could have felt maybe 10, 20 more slides of people who have really contributed to my life in a really good way. But when I think about, you know, being grateful, these are the people I think about in my, in my life that have significantly uh, 
contributed to me in a great way. And to be honest, I wouldn't be half the man I was if it wasn't for these men and women, uh, these people you see here that have really uh, contributed to me in a really great way. And so at this time, I just want to be grateful and just share my thanks to all of you um, here on this slide, but even those in the fellowship that are not on this slide for the many contributions and the ways that you have really supported me in my life and have given me uh, given to me in a really, really significant way. I say thank you to you and I'm in debt to your love. So next, you know, I want to share about a passage uh, about a man who who was grateful. Uh, and many of us know this story, but it's in Luke chapter 17. Um, and we're going to be reading a story about the leper. Many of us, again, know this passage. It's pretty familiar. But in Luke chapter 17 and verse 11 through 19, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Excuse me. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked them. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all the ten cleansed? Where are all the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise except this foreigner. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. You know, I love this story about the 10 lepers. And I wanted to share some thoughts as I was thinking about this story um, that I wanted to share with you guys uh, today. Um, and then here are the thoughts. Uh, one of the 10 lepers, when he saw that he was healed, came back to praise God in a loud voice. The leper was able to recognize the good that had happened in his life. Even so much so that the leper came back and he thanked Jesus for the healing. And the leper's gratitude caught Jesus' attention. And you know, if you were a disciple during this time in Jesus' ministry, I can just, I can just imagine the scene of this leper, right? He comes back and he's praising God and his loud voice. And when I think about that, you know, I think, man, like maybe he was just shouting like, thank you, God. Like, thank you, Jesus. In a loud voice, he was so ecstatic and moved by what just had happened. Just imagine his life. Just think about his life. He was a leopard, right? Which means that you couldn't socialize, which means you couldn't hang out with people. You couldn't be with your family. Uh, you couldn't worship. Like you had to take yourself outside of of just normal life and and sit there and be in that in that 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 environment amongst other lepers because of fear of just um you know uh passing on that that skin disease it was contagious right and so when this man right he's healed he recognized man like like i, I just got healed and he came back and he thanked jesus for the healing Right. And the leper's gratitude caught Jesus attention like he Jesus noticed that the man was grateful. But the opposite is also true as well. 
like Jesus recognized the lack of gratitude that the other nine lepers had. And he said, man, did, where, where are the other nine? Are they not going to come back and praise God? Right. But this leopard, he, he decided to come back and he thanked God or he thanked Jesus for the healing. And I, I had a question for us, you know, to think about what what stops us from having gratitude? What what stops you and I from having gratitude? You know, and I have some different thoughts and some t- different reasons. And maybe, you know, perhaps these re- reasons would resonate with you as you're thinking about gratitude or what stops you. And the first reason that I came up with is is hurry. You know, in, in John Marks Comer's Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, something that I'm reading, Robert suggested this book to me, a really good book to read. Um, I suggest it um, if you're if you're an avid reader to really pick up this book. But in The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Mark Comer says this about hurry. He says it kills joy, gratitude, appreciation. People in a rush don't have time to enter the goodness of the moment. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. You know, and and when I think about this, I'm no expert, right? I am probably one of the one of the many guys, right, that loves to hurry. Like I like to speed through a light. Um, I like to change lanes to get around traffic. Um, I like going from point A to point B. And when people get in my way, I tend to get irritable or frustrated. I am no expert at this. Uh, but I wanted to share some stories just about my own life, about, you know, just hurry and, and just how that plays a role in my life. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, my water heater broke. And, uh, you know, with a broken water heater, um, you don't get hot water and it was broken for a week. And that meant I had to take cold showers. And if you've ever taken a cold shower, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is pretty painful waking up early in the morning and having to hop into a cold shower. It's nothing fun about that. You know, and and I just, you know, remember just during that time of just just being stuck, just like, man, am I really taking a cold shower? Like I had no motivation to hop in that shower at all. Like I, you know, um, it, it was a challenge for me, you know, and luckily, you know, I definitely got my water heater fixed. You know, it was great. I uh, have warm water, hot water to shower with. But as I was in the shower and I finally felt that warmth of that water again, it just made me realize, man, what a privilege it is to actually have hot water. Like, that's something I'm not always thinking about, though. Like, I'm not always thinking about, like, man, um, I'm taking a hot shower today, you know, because it's so normal for me to have hot water so when it when I didn't have hot water, it was pretty it was like a shocker. It was like, man, like something is happening, you know. And so just being in the shower and thinking about, man, I have hot water. It just made me feel and it made me think and realize, man, like this is not a privilege to everybody. It's not a need to have hot water. It's more of a luxury for us. Like we can totally do without hot water. But it just made me feel grateful for 
just the fact that I can take a hot shower and, and, you know, and, and, and slowing myself down and that whole situation of my water heater breaking kind of slowed me down to the reality of that. And because I'm so in a hurry and I'm not even really thinking like that, that it really opened my eyes. You know, another uh, story for me is, you know, living here in LA, I don't know what happens here in LA, but you know, there seems to be a, like a lot of nails or just uh, debris in the road that gets stuck in my tire. Like my tires are like magnets for nails. Like last year, I probably had had to patch my my tires maybe three, four, five times. Um, I remember one week just having to go back to to patch my tire and the guy was like are you here again and i'm like yeah because i got another nail stuck in my tire and i remember during that time like feeling frustrated like man i gotta get from point a to point b and here i am trying to fix my tire like this is a waste of my time you know but over the course of this this happening many times i started to realize like man maybe this is god's way of just slowing me down like why am I in a rush? Where am I trying to get to? You know, I, you know, most of you guys know I work with uh, clients doing therapy and I have to get from point A to point B. And so getting a nail in my tire slows down, slows down my time, you know, but I, I realized again after time that, man, this is God's way of slowing me down. Like I, it's a blessing to have a car. Most people don't. Most people have to catch the bus. And I was one of those people that actually had to catch the bus at like 1 a.m. in the morning to get from back home from work. But now I have a car with tires. That's a good that's a good uh, that's a good problem. So I'll take nails in my tires any day. But I have a car and that's something to really slow down and to think about and to be grateful. You know, another uh, point that I would like to share that perhaps stops us from having gratitude is hardship and trials. Um, and it's such a great passage in Acts chapter 16. Uh, one of my favorite passages, actually, in Acts chapter 16, verses 23 to 25, it says, after they had been severely flogged, that's Paul and Silas, they, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. You know, we all go through trials in our lives, right? Every single one of us. You might be going through a trial right now. You may be going through a hardship. Something is difficult in your life, right? Um, you think about our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. They're going through a major trial right now, you know, and, and, and in this passage, it kind of shows us like how to respond even in the midst of a, a, a extreme difficulty. You know, Paul and Silas here, they were praying and singing hymns to God. I mean, just think about that. You're, you're going through severe difficulty. You, these guys just got flogged, meaning they got beat on their body and they're in prison singing songs and praying to God. I know for me, like, that's the last thing I want to be doing 
when I'm going through a difficult time. I'm not even thinking to even sing and pray. Like I'm thinking about like, how do I get out of this? You know, I'm thinking about being critical or judgmental or like, you know, like being mad at God, you know, but these guys right here, they totally displaced something different. They were singing and praying to God. And perhaps that was probably the reason why they were able to endure such a tragic time is because of their singing and praying. You know, another reason why I think sometimes we we have a hard time being grateful is sometimes we forget. And in the next slide, right, it says, don't forget. If you see the pictures there, right, don't forget. Like in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 11, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11, it says, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. You know, I love this passage, you know, because as the Israelites were going into the promised land, right, Moses was commanding them like, hey, guys don't forget God. You know, they, they were, they were going to be blessed with, with spacious land. They were going to be blessed with, with food and, 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 and homes. And the place where they were going was fantastic, you know? And in the midst of that, you know, um, Moses reminds them like, guys, don't, don't forget God. When, when, when you start receiving all these things that you want, don't forget God. And I know for myself, I, I forget God. I forget God when, when I'm going through trials and I forget God when I'm, my, my life, my life is blessed and, and things are going well. I tend to forget God. But I love how God, he knows that, right? He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows that we do forget. Like, does anybody relate out there? Like, we forget about God. When, when things are going well in our lives or we're going through a rough time, we forget. We forget what God has done. But, you know, the great thing is that we are not alone. We have an advocate. advocate. We have a helper that can help us. And his name is Spirit, right? The Spirit helps us. And in Galatians 5, verse 22 in the easy standard version or English standard version, whatever one, have you say that, uh, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. You know, the great thing about the spirit is that the spirit is trying to bear the fruit of patience in our lives. He's trying to get us to be able to slow our lives down. And so you're like, wait, hold on. So even with difficulty, trials, challenges in our lives, chaos, you're saying that the spirit is trying to get me to be patient, to slow my life down? Absolutely. The spirit is trying to bear the fruit of patience in whatever circumstance that you're going through. And I believe the reason being is because God is trying to get us to slow down so that we could be able to recognize the good that's happening in whatever situation that we're in or whatever difficulty we find or challenge that we find ourselves in. 
um, whatever chaos that we may find ourselves in, God is trying to allow us to slow down enough to be able to see and recognize the good of what he's doing. You know, I love um, in the book and um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, he says this about hurry. He says, hurry and love are oil and water. They simply do not mix. And I would even put before you that hurry and gratitude are incompatible. Like they don't mix. Like we can't be in a hurry and be grateful. Like we need to be able to slow down our lives to be able to see the good. As I mentioned uh, earlier in the lesson, right? Like just me slowing down to even my water heater breaking, like allowed me to see the goodness of just what it felt like to have hot water. And I've always had hot water. I've never gone without hot water, but man, just, you know, my life slowing down and that sort of difficulty that had happened allowed me uh, enough time to be able to see what I had. You know, another great resource that is available is the 40 day quiet time packet uh, that was created by Robert. You know, the thing that's awesome about the quiet time packet is the, you know, is the first thing that you do. One of the first things that you do is list three things that you're grateful for every day. Every day when you're doing this quiet time packet, you have to recognize the good. You take some time. And I, I've done the packing and I'm, I'm sitting there like, man, what is what is good throughout my day? And it, it forces me to have to think about that. Um, one thing that has been helpful for me is I, I recently downloaded an app that reminds me to pray throughout the day. And it's so awesome because like at different times of the day, um, I've put down or I've jotted down on there different prayers, different things that I want God to move in. And it reminds me randomly throughout the day of buzz. And, and it reminds me that, look, man, I, I need to stop. I need to slow my life down and I need to be able to think about God, you know. And so these are just kind of some of the helpful tips. You know, the spirit is trying to get us to slow down. You know, um, if you haven't already um, you know, start engaging in the quiet time packet, I would encourage you to, um, and, and see how that works out for you. Um, so what did we learn today? We learned what gratitude is, you know, the modern Hebrew, uh, word for gratitude is akarat hatov, which means to acknowledge or to admit recognizing the good, the ancient Hebrew word for the ancient Hebrew word is yada or tada, which means to give thanks, praise, confess, or admit. You know, gratitude is a figurative picture of what comes from the hand. We learned about the leopard who came back to Jesus to show his gratitude for his healing. We learned some reasons that stops us from having gratitude. You know, one of the reasons is hurry. You know, um, I talked about that earlier, you know, uh, hurry. Uh, and perhaps, you know, even as I think about the lesson, maybe perhaps one of the reasons why the nine lepers didn't come back is because they were in a hurry. They were in a hurry to get back to their lives. They were in a hurry to get back to society because they just got healed and being in a camp uh, for years without, you know, any type of social connection. Right. Many of us know what that is. Right. Because we're going through a pandemic. Right. Like we're just. We're just ready to go, you know, and, and we're in a hurry. Um, but we forget right in that that we need to slow our lives down and be able to see the good and be thankful 
for what God is doing. Another reason is, is hardships. We learn about hardships and trials, right? And then the last reason we talked about was forget. We Sometimes we forget and how God wants us to remember. He wants us to remember the good that God is doing in our lives. But we also learn how the Spirit is trying to bear the fruit of patience in our lives to get us to slow down. And I think as we learn to slow down enough, you know, hopefully the prayer is that we can see, you know, the good that God is doing in whatever circumstance, circumstances that you find yourself in, challenges, difficulties, chaos, that we would be able to slow down enough and think about the good that God is doing. And so as you guys go into your discussion groups, here are two questions that you guys can ask. What are some things that you are grateful for? And how did the spirit speak to you today? What are some things that you're grateful for? And how did the spirit speak to you today? I'm so grateful that you tuned in to our midweek session today. I pray that, you know, you would walk away feeling, man, like, more grateful and that you learn something about gratitude, spiritual gratitude today. Have a great discussion. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.